Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, hey. What's up? How's it going? Dude, I'm fucking tired. Same. Like, really fucking tired. Same, same. Cleaning and moving. Yeah. So, real talk, this episode is gonna be a little late. Uh, sorry about that. Um, our lives are insanity right now. Yep. So, please take that into consideration when you're disowning us as your favorite podcast. I, re- I don't care what anyone says. Merch- mm-hmm. Yep. Mercury retrograde. Is the worst. Is a real, very, very real thing. Because the last three weeks to a month have been the shittiest in existence and i've had a lot of shitty experiences and they're just like completely separate instances too it's not even anything like it's not like a snowball effect it's all just like different shit no it's like piled it's like being attacked by snowballs in all directions and the size of boulders (laughs) also being bitten by wolves at the same time and like inside the snowballs they're like rocks because people are assholes (laughs) (laughs) a snow boulder if you will yes um so please forgive us uh i'm really sorry that that happened we're both currently trying to be in the process of moving right now brandon has now officially moved well into my car, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, me and my fiance are going to be living under the bridge, so you can find us under the I-35. <laughs> <laughs> because it's insane. Um, but no, so we're going to be in the process of moving, so if things are a little bit shaky in the next like month, please kind of bear with us, and things should resume as regularly scheduled afterwards. As soon as Mercury is done with its shit, we'll be fine. <sighs> Who knows? So, do we want to announce a hiatus for, like, a month while we get settled? No, I, I think that it's fine, just I as long as they know be... that it's wishy-washy. As long as, yeah, I think as long as we can... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll be fine. So, aside from that, how's it been? <laughs> well, I went on vacation... Um, that was more work than than it was than work. <laughs> it was great though. Like it was, I, so I promised myself the first. It was only a four day vacation because I don't have time or money to take off otherwise. Right. Um, so my schedule two days off, and then I took two days off on top of that, um, and then I just worked forty five hours the week before and the week after to make it work, which is insane. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I had vacation that was nice. I promised myself I would take the first two days and do absolutely nothing. And that's exactly what I did. I did zero things. I also got to see my son and I got to see him for a lot longer than I thought I was going to. So I'm sad that we didn't get to see him. I know. I missed that kid. Well, I thought he was going to be here for the rest even of the longer, summer, yeah. but that didn't happen. He ended up like it did, the whole thing. Yeah, it was the thing. But, um, so I got to spend a little bit of time with him and then we went to the NASA Space Center, which was amazing for a nerd like me because I've never been, and it was legit. And both of like Bentley and I both walked in, and we were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Did you get any cool like NASA merch? Yeah, yeah. I got awesome. I got Bentley a little three D like metal Boeing four seven forty seven. Yeah, um, that you like you have to like put together yourself. Okay, that's really it's cool. It's all interconnected, but it's really cool. Um, it's like it's like. 
three and a half inches long and like two inches tall. That's super cool. So it's cool. Bentley size. But, and that was his favorite part of the whole thing because you can go into the 747 and like look around and see what they used it for and all that stuff. So, and that was his favorite part. He was like, I want to be an astronaut when I get older. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you do. So, dude. That kid is so smart that he I could, could totally could. And I, I've never have said anything to make him doubt himself. I've always been like, yes, like if that's what you want to do, then do it. I support you. We'll make it like we'll make it work. Whatever right. we need to do. Um, so right now his biggest thing is astronaut. He wants to be an astronaut, and he's been saying that since before the space center. Right. And before he knew, like he didn't know we were going until we pulled up into the space that's center. That's cool. Um, and then because I didn't want. I didn't want to end up not going and then break his heart. Yeah. So that would be rough. Yeah. And then, um, and then we went to Schlitterbahn in Galveston, which is my first time in Galveston. Um, Galveston is fun. I want to live on an Island. Uh, same. Did you, did you spend a lot of time in Galveston? No, we got there, went to Whataburger. I got, I wore the shirt that says self-made man. Right. Um, I got, Four compliments on it in a matter of, like, ten minutes. And okay. I wanted to be like, do you know what it means? Or do you think I'm just, like, a really self, self-sufficient person? Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so we went to Whataburger and we went to Schlitterbahn. And then we left Schlitterbahn and went straight home oh. from Galveston. There's a really cool uh, saltwater taffy um, place that is also, like, this like old school like ice cream diner type. Cool. Um, I want to say it's called the Kings, but I very well could be lying. Yes. Okay, the Kings, um, and like they make the saltwater taffy where you can like see them making it, and they like they throw out uh, uh, taffy randomly, and it's super cool. They have an That's old really school cool. shake, um, like a soda fountain. Yeah. Thing. That's cool. It's super cool. I like that. Next time you go, I totally recommend it because it's delicious. Uh, the last, uh, one of the last times we went to Galveston was right before she was diagnosed with um, diabetes. So we we went there and she was feeling like shit mm-hmm. the whole time, which kind of put a damper on the whole weekend. Of course. But because uh, like the week after she got hospitalized for like a week. So well, yeah, now we know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't eat anything that's all I was craving. I was just craving fruit. I wanted fresh fruit so bad. It was so weird. Yeah, it was crazy. But it's a cool place. I totally recommend it. It's awesome. But I'm glad y'all had fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it was stressful because there were 14 of us and about 11 of them like to all speak at once. Um, and let me guess, so, all of their last name ends with Ritz. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love them. I love, I love, them. I'm not trying to talk shit, but no, it, it was a little overwhelming. And I felt bad because Bentley had a few overwhelming moments where he was like, I want to go see my dad. Well, that doesn't mean he wants to go see his dad. It means he's having anxiety and he, he needs to chill. Right. Um, so that was kind of weird to navigate, but at the same time, it was great. It was nice to get away, and I promised myself I wouldn't think about work or talk about work or talk about anyone from work or and just I would completely disconnect 
And I stayed true to that. Good. And I needed that break because I was ready to walk out when I went on vacation. Like, the day before vacation was the worst day I've had there since my old boss worked there. Oh, wow. Uh, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Well, I remember that you probably, we saw you, what, a week before y'all left? And you were, like, ready, like, to look for a new position. <laughs> yeah, well, I put in applications while I was on vacation. I did do that, but... Nice. Beside that, that, I didn't really consider that, like, connected to work. I considered that, like, hey, I'm on vacation. I have a clear headspace. I can think and use this time to be like, do I actually want a new job? Or am I just tired of everyone in my old job, current job? Right. It turns out that I want a new job. But anyway, uh, it was great. It was nice. Did you get contacted by anybody? Uh, I have not been contacted yet. Mostly because I applied for positions that... I may or may not technically be qualified for. So, also only put in, like, three applications. Trying real hard there. Okay, they're time-consuming, and I was on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, best of luck to you. Thanks. Probably going to end up staying. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know you. Right. (laughs) And they own your soul at that place. Also, I kind of just, like, low-key do whatever the hell I want there, so it's nice. Well, and you low-key, like, yeah, you have a schedule, but you also just kind of show up whenever you want to. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm never late, but I always either leave early or stay as late as I want. Yeah. Well, you got any... suggestion. You got any tea updates for us? I have back hair. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was not expecting that. Yeah, well, you asked. Here we are. Uh, I didn't know if I want to know that. <laughs> okay, it's like two back hairs. Well, get rid of them now before it's, uh, more starts springing up. But what happens if I pluck them or whatever, and then they, that follicle becomes a follicle that produces two hairs? Is that what happens? Sometimes. Oh, shit. It hurts. That's probably why I am broke out so bad right here. My neck, because all that... Hairs trying to pop through for the first time. Same. The acne has gotten kind of bad. When I first started, it cleared up quite a bit. Um, now it's gotten really bad. But I have lost weight, and I haven't done a lot of different... I mean, I've cut some sugar out, and I quit drinking soda, so I've lost a little bit more weight. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily contributed to testosterone or not. Well, I'm definitely breaking out, like, a lot on, like, my chin and, like, my lower cheeks. That's where also probably I'm... stress. Yeah, which is probably a lot of stress, but, like, that's also where a lot of, like, hair is poking out. Mm-hmm. I... Welcome. Uh, this last week, I did notice that I have a few, like, chin hairs, which is nice. It's In not just... Mm-hmm. I'll take your middle chin hairs. You can have my side ones. Awesome. I'll trade you. <laughs> but now who's going to take the breast tissue? Somebody's got to do it. Dolly. No, she, she she does not want it. Um, I don't know. Don't want it. Donate it. it. <laughs> donate it to a good cause. <laughs> donate it to some nice, pretty trans women who need it. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll trade you everything. Of all of it. I wish it worked like that. Um, any... Um, it's hot, but I think that that's just now Texas, um, because Satan decided to sit his ball sack on Texas. Yep. And 
everyone is paying that price. So is it... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I feel like it's not as hot as past summers, though. I but would maybe... agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I we think only it... lost power once. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just more humid yeah. this year than anything. Well, it's because it's know. rained a, a like, fuck ton. That's true. We've gotten, like, two oceans in, since May. I mean, it is almost August, and the trees are still alive. Yeah. So, and most of the grass. <laughs> usually by now, the the grass is yellow and crispy, <laughs> and the trees are brown because they're burnt. <laughs> right. Like, the grass is so bad that you can't walk on it barefoot because right. it's so dead that it hurts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we haven't um, hit that stage this summer. <laughs> no, we haven't, which is nice. Um, I have not been out side as much as I really wanted to. I wanted to go swimming a lot more this summer and I just didn't. Same. I but went swimming on vacation twice. One was at a water park. <laughs> but those are almost like the best. I love the Lazy River. Oh man, this one's got a I love Slitterbahn because the two that I've been to, New Brunfields and then the one in Galveston are the only two that have it and they have a conveyor belt that brings you back up to the top of the river so you don't have to get out ever. You can That's literally cool. stay in the lazy river forever and ever. That's awesome. I, I mean, could, you can anyway, but like this one's really cool because you're on a conveyor belt like a right. donut. I could probably buy tickets to go to a water park and spend 100% of my time in the lazy river. That's what Macy and I did. Because I'm not a big like ride fan. I don't like the water slides as much. Like they're all right, but the lazy river is where it's at. Or maybe the I wave agree. pool. I was really sad, though, because we spent all that money on tickets, full price, for tickets, and half the water park was shut down. What the fuck? Because the winds were really high. That's dumb. And I was like, lame. Um, Can I get half my money back, please? Right? That's not how that works. Like, at that point, I mean, if if half of the park is shut down... It was quite literally there. There should be some type of discount, some type of deal. Yep. Because that's just shitty. I agree. Lazy writing. Um, you have a new kind of shot. I do. Yes. Uh, subcutaneous. Yeah. How is that? Uh, in layman's terms, subcutaneous, for those of you who don't know, is the same type of shot diabetics take. Or people who take, give themselves, like, allergy injections. Right. It's the same kind of shot, same kind of needle. Um, they also have a different formula for the serum, because testosterone serum is very thick. Yes. Uh, so they do something else with it. I'm not sure what it is, but the new, um, the new prescription that I got to go with the subcutaneous needles is a darker color. Uh, the other one was clear, and they're yeah. in smaller tubes, and also it looks thinner in the in the bottle. Huh. Why did you get switched over? The doctor that I'm seeing has been doing a lot of research on it. And she's been going to a lot of, like, trans meetings and trans um, seminars and all kinds of stuff. Like, she's super, super engulfed in, in the community now. And she's there. She's among a group of doctors throughout the country who are going in and, like, deep diving into, like, trans uh, medical needs. Right. And so she – they have found out that subcutaneous – last longer because it's absorbing into the fat or the adipose tissue instead of into the muscle which um 
takes longer to absorb, obviously, because adipose tissue doesn't have a lot of circulation. Right. doesn't have a lot of blood vessel or a lot of um, blood in general to it. And so it um, absorbs slower, lasts longer in the body, and causes less negative side effects. Interesting. Because it's being absorbed so much more slowly than intramuscular, which is almost immediate. It's quite interesting. So then you also don't get the spike, the testosterone spike, like the day or two after. Um, It's just kind of a level. That's interesting. Yeah. I've noticed, because this is my second or third, my third shot doing it this way. I think it's third. My third shot doing this way. I think my, my changes are happening more steadily, too. Like... I don't know how to explain it, but my hair is coming in all at once now instead of just like little hairs here and there. Right. And I'm pretty sure my voice dropped another time. Like, I don't know how much it dropped, but I, I, I lost it. And that's what happened the last two times my voice has dropped is I completely lose it. And then it comes back deeper. Well, something that I thought was really cool was that you recently posted your six-month voice comparison on Instagram, which was super cool to listen to because, you know, like, it's one thing to hear my own and do my own. Which yours is amazing, too. Um, But, like, you know, you you have access to it, so I can go back and look at it and and hear it at any time. Mm -hmm. It's totally different when I've known you through your transition of, like, wait, your voice didn't always sound like that? Right. (laughs) So I thought that was really interesting. It's fun. It's fun to see all the things. Like I said on my my post, um, which if you don't follow me on Instagram, please do. You can follow my personal one. I post a lot of things about um, trans stuff, mostly to reach out to the community, but I don't overwhelm you with, like, weekly updates and, you know, the annoying things that a lot of people post. No offense if you do, but I think for cis people to see trans people living normal lives is very important. And I do that on my, I do that on my personal Instagram account, which is trans Brandon. And that's it. It's very plain. Um, but uh, it was, I've had a lot of people text me or uh, DM me or whatever talking about how much the change, like how they didn't notice the change before and how awesome it is to see and um, like how, uh, I don't, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Inspirational. Yeah, that's the word that was used. Inspirational it is to see someone actually being able to like push through all the difficulties and be where they want to be and all that crap. That's interesting. Um, I think that it's really interesting to, for people, especially cis people to, to just kind of see Mm -hmm. and, and have a little bit of a window into our lives and like, no, our lives do not revolve around us being trans, but a big part of it is. Yeah. And so I think that that's really important for them to be able to experience. Something that I don't think is as cool is the people who make the videos that may or may not be mocking the whole voice comparison videos. Yeah. But this like, is me one week in... On anime or yeah, Barbie or what What the fuck ever. Fuck those it, guys. Yeah. Pisses me off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because I feel like it's just... it's it's 
belittles the the weight that our videos have. Yeah. Um, not just to ourselves, but to a community trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any more tea, tea updates. I'm I'm trying to get a hold of my emotions a little bit better. Good luck. <laughs> May the force be with you. Thanks. Because it's rough. It is. Um, it was not something that I was necessarily expecting. I thought that... Um, like, doing the research of changes on testosterone, like, I saw a lot of, oh, is the, is the emotional changes myth? Like, like, fact or myth? Mm -hmm. And, and, like, for the most part, people are like, oh, like, it's just a load of bullshit. Like, like, if you, it's, it's kind of like one of the, like, if you think that it's going to happen, then you'll, you'll kind of make it happen for a little bit, but... Like, it doesn't really make any difference. And so I didn't really put that much weight into it, but I've definitely noticed that I'm a lot grouchier. And I don't handle that emotion very well. So trying to get a handle on that is really hard. I definitely can understand that. I feel like I've always been grouchy, so... You have. I can't relate there. (laughs) (laughs) I think I handle it differently now. Where, like, when I'm grouchy, I just straight up tell people, like, you are making me grouchy. And before, I was like, just deal with it or keep it in or whatever. And now I'm See, just I like, get, fuck I, off. I get really short with people. Like, and I will just snap and yell at undeserving people for no good reason. Most yeah. of the time, my fiancé. Sorry. Well, and unfortunately, she's always going to be the person to take the brunt end of your emotions because she's the closest to you. And she's an easier target than taking it out on someone. Because you know ultimately she's going to be there afterwards. Right. As opposed to taking it out on someone who may or may not be there afterwards. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm, I mean, it's been pretty steady. I'm so good. now eight months, I believe, yeah. on T, which is cool. Um, oh my gosh. Can we have like a... It's a boy party on your Annie on your anniversary. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Can we make a cake? <laughs> Absolutely. Is it Any be... reason to eat cake is, is okay. A so good like, enough reason for me. Gender reveal parties are in essence very stupid, but I'm super down to make fun of them by having a gender reveal party. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that the lady who invented it? Her, the, her first baby that she threw it for, her daughter, she wears suits all the time. Yes. It's so cool. And I she's super cute. Yeah. She is just like the most adorable little kid. She's like the kind of kid who would appear on like the front of fashion magazines like, send your kid to school this fall. <laughs> That's funny. So cute. Yeah, I think I saw a picture of them a couple of days ago, and I was like, oh, that's the cutest thing ever. Also, she rocked that suit. I was like, you go, girl. It's really interesting, because she's horrified at what's come of the, like, Gender reveal party. this gender reveal thing. She kind of really hates it. Um... Sorry. That was him. It was me. 
Uh-huh. I tried to put it down the same time he put his drink down, but it didn't work. And mine was quiet, and his was not. And then I accidentally hit it. Um, but I like I think that in essence, gender reveal parties are not inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like there there comes a certain standard with genitalia, and like you like I I get the whole like wanting to know what your kids sex is gonna be like like you were birthing this child do you want to know like i get that but i think that something really important that people might need to wrap their head around is sex and gender two very different things right and intersex totally a possibility right um and it's hard to tell on ultrasounds. on ultrasounds and and it's not anything to be ashamed of right and, like, if you have a gender reveal party for your um, baby shower and you're like, oh, we're, like, the gender, the sex of our child is going to be, like, a male at birth mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I think that maybe we could come up with some new terminology that's a little less harmful. Because, like, and the people who throw gender reveal parties are the same type of people who are, like, transgender is a disease right but or or like you shouldn't like like homosexuality is like you're too young to make that decision but if, you have your baby in a in, onesie in, that says yes. lady killer or whatever the fuck it says oh, it, it blows my mind it makes me so mad or if your young male child happens to play with a pink toy it'll make him gay and also the kids like a a male assigned at birth and a female assigned at birth child playing together and they're like oh is that your girlfriend or is that your boyfriend or whatever like what but how is that okay but then but then when a four-year-old says oh i'm a girl Mm -hmm. and that goes against what their birth certificate says then parents get all bent out of shape right yep so in other words we have brought you here today to inform you (laughs) That people are dumb. <laughs> and that's the entirety of our podcast. I was saying, that's what we do just about every time. <laughs> do you want to know about somebody who's not dumb, though? The state of Nebraska. Okay. I'm intrigued because... <laughs> not words you ever thought you'd hear. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> And did did you see that, like, nice slide into the neck? Yeah, fuck yeah. (laughs) Look how good I am. Um, So Nebraska is, oh. Yeah. (laughs) I apologize. Nebraska (laughs) (laughs) is doing a new survey to help leaders and policymakers better understand health and well-being of the LGBT community. You said Nebraska? Yeah. Nebraska. Like the state? Yeah. Like the state that's like north of Kansas? Within the United States, yeah. Like Nebraska. Like N-E-B the R-A-S-K-A is known for cornfields? I thought that was Kansas. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yes, Nebraska. <laughs> I'm just flabbergasted. Um, so it's 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 definitely the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Is it really? 
I have a shot glass that has a little like <laughs> cornfield around it. With nice Nebraska. Anyway. Um. Okay. Anyway, just despite you being fucking weird. What? Uh. <laughs> okay. They are doing it. It's completely anonymous online. The only thing that you need to provide is like basic demographic information like your zip code they're like you don't provide your name they're not trying to out anybody they're not trying to be shitty they're just trying to figure out what their community needs okay and i think that's dope that is fantastic and so i kind of went through and took (laughs) some of the survey (laughs) and it asked questions like like how do you identify Mm -hmm. and Every single question has, like, an other please specify. So if you do not fit into that category, you can help inform them or that they prefer not to answer. It is very, very well worded in, like, assigned male at birth and using very friendly... Terminology. Terminology, thank you. Um, Cool. Cool. And so going through, like, it's been really cool. And it's like, and one of the questions is, do you identify as transgender? Mm -hmm. So separate from being the LGB part of, and then trans. So they kind of separate those two out. And I'm assuming that depending on the kind of question you, questions you answer, you'll get more questions specifying, like digging deeper into the questions that you pertain to. Right. Um, And so... When you are, so when I was taking it and going through and saying that, like, I was trans, it says, how do you identify? Do you identify as male to female, female to male, um, non-binary, two-spirited, agender? And it had all of them, which I think was super cool for, like, the entire state of Nebraska to say, like, all of these are valid and Mm -hmm. I'm going to give the opportunity for all of these to be an option. That's awesome. Um, which I thought was really cool. And, like, providing surgeries and hormones and all of that information I thought was very, very cool. Well, I'm surprised. <laughs> I could tell by your Nebraska comments. <laughs> In, like, a really great way. Yeah. Um, I think that it is a very, very amazing step forward. But I think that it's really cool. I think that more states could do that and provide more health opportunities for people who are in the LGBT community. But go good on Nebraska. Yeah, go fuck yeah, Nebraska. Cornhuskers or whatever. Well, because usually politicians go about making decisions for us, as we've seen, in a way that's like very uh, uninformed. You don't know anything about our life or our lifestyles, and um, why are you making decisions for us? Yeah. Not unlike how they treat women's rights. What? <laughs> no, no, women's rights are... Intersectionality is a thing. Women's rights are more like men have the right to make that decision for the women, because women don't know anything and men know better. Yeah. I didn't like any of those words. I didn't either. It makes Put me together wanna, in a sentence. It makes me want to vomit. Same. How's that comfort you? I was gonna try to make a sandwich joke, but seeing as I work at a deli, I feel like I would have backfired a little. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it through before I said it. <laughs> Which is more than you can say for yourself most of the time. Honestly, yeah, that was a big step for me. <laughs> Uh, what do you got to talk about? 
rural eastern United States, since we're on the topic of hillbillies. That's what? Virginia? <laughs> just just Virginia. <laughs> everywhere oh. everywhere else is either north or south. It's not east. <laughs> the entirety of eastern United States is just... <laughs> just, just Virginia. Just, <laughs> We just well, canceled so, our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in the state of Virginia. Sorry, Virginia. <laughs> no, it's like what Virginia, the Carolinas. Sure, uh, I don't yeah, actually know. Guys. Yeah. So, um, the title of this says "How a Queer Instagram is Helping Fight the o- Opioid Epidemic in Appalachia." So, this Instagram account is called Queer Appalachia, and they basically started out as, like, kind of, I mean, they're very, like, LGBT friendly. It's ran by a queer, non-binary person um, who uses they-them pronouns, and now it's, like, turned into this big, huge thing where they're helping uh, fight opioid addictions and they're helping all kinds of other stuff it's really really cool and you can they they also find out different um trans people's venmos or cash apps or paypal or whatever and they raise money to help them with whatever medical needs they need okay that's fucking cool it's pretty legit um but it started out can they like magically find mine and give me money for top surgery i mean yeah, I don't live in East United States, but <laughs> but but that's their thing is that now it's like nationwide. Oh, that's dope. So it started out like over there, and they started like expanding, kind of, kind of sort of like making, uh, not necessarily joking posts, but just like radical leftist posts about um, like rural LGBTQ people, right? And it started out as like a support system for them but also in kind of like a satire type of way yeah um like basically making fun of making fun of the rest of the united states for being a bunch of homophobic dickwads well and that's how satire is you you go to the hard extreme to show how fucking stupid it is you mean in the only way we know how to express ourselves as queers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it started out that way, and it was like, it was supposed to be kind of funny, and now it's like turned into this big, huge thing. And now, so it is nationwide, and they do a lot of things like outside of the region, but their main focus is engaging in uh, queer activism in their region, in their area, and um, fighting op- opioid crises and things like that which is just so so cool that is really um, awesome they started a project called electric dirt um it's a social media account they um they do they they do that's where they do most of their like um fundraising fundraise yeah thanks words are hard fundraising and things like that um and it's just i don't know this whole thing is really cool because that's what I that's what I would love to eventually do. Like that's something that I have always had a heart for. Well, and I think that that's kind of both of our our souls are are meant for activism and just supporting other humans being amazing. And I think that that's 
one reason why we started this podcast is just to kind of reach out and and help people because we love at least some people yeah (laughs) some not all Um, but so then this electric dirt, um, had $30,000 at its disposal and they made 200 professionally printed pages. Basically it was like, it's not necessarily like a magazine, but it's something of that sort. Right. Um, and they were able to make a ton of copies of it so that they could get it out there. And get it out to the rural queers. That's really hard to say together. Of the U.S. Yeah. Of their region in in the U.S. And just, I don't know, like, reading about this... Reading about things like this makes me so happy. I'm yeah. so happy there are still people out there... Um, Who are trying to make it over it. Yeah. And so they not only do they focus on opioids, they also focus on just overdosing in general and harm reduction... For the community, specifically dealing with medications and things like that. They also um, mail out home HIV testing kits. That's awesome. uh, They spend a lot of money and time and effort uh, into um, helping people who are HIV positive. Uh, They help them with medical needs. Uh, this one, this so this was a quote from the operator of the Instagram, and they said it's because they don't feel comfortable getting treatment, and if they, and they often can't. Poor people can't afford the treatment cocktail every month. Even with insurance, it's four hundred and fifty dollars a month, which is insane. Yeah, buying that at a small pharmacy really outs you. They're really is this underground AIDS epidemic in Appalachia that's not getting any press. And so they contribute. Well, and I feel like those. there's such a a bad rep for people who test HIV positive and and who have AIDS and it's just like why? Like why is there such a stigma against these people right. who are just like you who didn't do anything wrong and it just happens yeah well so geographically Appalachia stretches from northwest Virginia and southwestern tips of Pennsylvania to the ridges of Great Smoky Mountains if that helps you at all it says it's known for coal mining and bluegrass music but other phenomena specific to the region like being raised to leave it so a lot of people who are right there are kind of stuck there, or they feel like they are at yeah. least. Um, so they just they just do a lot of like queer liberation and a lot of. Well, that's dope. Good on like them. That. Yeah. So Fuck yeah. That's pretty legit. That's awesome. We need more people like that. We need more good souls out in this world. I agree. It's. I would recommend anyone to look more into this and follow this um, follow this Instagram. Yeah, and we'll be cool. sure to we'll be sure to shout them out and uh, please go follow them because it they are making an awesome difference. Yeah, they are big time. It's amazing. 
super happy to hear things like that. Yeah. So on on a less exciting note, our topic of the week for this week is dysphoria. Dun, dun, dun. Which is always hard. Daunting. Yeah. Lurking in the corners. This is like a murder podcast now. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not a fun subject. It's not it's a not fun thing to talk about. And it's not something that, you know, with something that is ever present most of the time, it's not something that you want to, like, willingly talk about because it sucks. I had a major dysphoria about while I was on vacation because, you know, swim. Right. Swim where? How did you manage that? I didn't go swimming. That was that was it. That's all I could Fine. do. And also, I was not necessarily sober, which helps a little. Uh, <laughs> that's not healthy. I mean, I I didn't you I didn't become not sober to deal with it. I just also happened to not be sober. Right. Which we were, we drank a, a little bit. We may or may not have gone to the store to get alcohol every night, but. It's fine. There were more than just like two, I mean, there were there were like five hundred of you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were seven adults drinking. So we went through pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. So if you were to pick your major like dysphoric spots pre T and now, what would you say? Like physically or like in public and anything. Physically, still chest. Yes. Was always chest. Still is chest. Will always be chest. Just <laughs> concave my chest. <laughs> Not even... Like, don't just make it flat. Like, I want to, like, cut out, like, I, I feel like man <laughs> mouth. I feel like there's this really um, interesting, <laughs> like, posts and memes going around uh, trans media where it's like real, real like cis men's chest yes <laughs> like <laughs> what cis men's chest looks like and then what trans men want their chest to look like and it is just like a, it looks like they took the same picture and then made like a, one of the like circle images put it over the chest and had that disappear <laughs> so it's just like a circle just gone <laughs> Like, that is exactly what I want. Like, if I'm facing you, I want you to be able to see all the way through me. <laughs> yes. Uh, so pre and post T, yep. that has not changed. Nope. I don't think for either of us. We are both very, very self-conscious over our chests because yep. it's the worst. So bad to the point where my posture is getting painful because I sit, like... I can't show you, but I can try to explain that I sit like a caveman, and I hunch my shoulders over, and I, like, physically concave my chest, and I just end up looking like the Michelin man had a stroke. For those of you at home, that's how he always looks, not just while he's sitting. Exactly. Uh. (laughs) Michelin man gone stroke. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to deal with. And then when people are like, well, why don't you want to go swimming? And I can't just be like, I have chest dysphoria. You know, I can't explain that to people. Well, and then you can't. You can't also say, oh, I just I'm not comfortable going swimming. Right. And because like, then nobody cares. We're not judging you. We love you. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> 
It's like, I care. I still have boobies. <laughs> and I don't want... To, I, it yeah. matters to me. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. like, shut the fuck up. This isn't about you, Barbara. Right. And I even have, like, a swim binder that I, that I can use. It's specifically made to swim in, um, but it doesn't bind... Enough. Enough. I know. Although, I will say, this was very reassuring and very, like... Um, dysphoria easing I never yeah euphoric sure whatever it's it's I wouldn't but I don't know if it was to the point of euphoria Mm, like it was there was a medium but I never got misgendered while I was there even walking around in my swim binder I always got got called dude you know how guys are like sorry man my bad bro like I always got called man or bro or dude or sir never ever ever got called ma'am that's awesome. The entire time I was there, even with my titties out, even like I—I I mean, they except they out. I would they say, except they're not, and but, but it's hard not to erase that right. part. But of in my mind. mind, they're giant hot air balloons <laughs> that are just like like knocking feel, people out when like, I walk I feel like, by them. Like, I feel like there's there there are people who see you like outside of of yourself, yeah, who are like you look fine, you look flat. You, you like your binders doing a fine job, yeah. And then your image of yourself is like you took two balloons and you blew them up to as full <laughs> as they possibly yes. could, yes. and you taped them to each nipple. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly exactly what I felt like I look like, especially in my swim binder. Yeah, because it's way more revealing than any other piece of clothing I would ever wear out in public. Do you think that once you get top surgery, that you will feel more comfortable going shirtless or do you think you still will I would I don't think I will ever go shirtless I don't see myself ever going because I also hate my stomach and I hate my back like I hate all like just remove from the waist up we remove from like the waist to the shoulders and I'll just be legs and arms and head and head and I'll be fine nice and I'll just be like a little like you know those like Lego pieces you can take apart, like put together. That's, yeah. what, that's what I would be there. Interesting. Then I would go shirtless because then it would be a dress, <laughs> and we'd be back to square one. <laughs> very interesting. I'm very proud of you. I'm glad that that is um, immortalized on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> But somebody out there has to feel the same way. Someone, anyone. No, you're on your own. If you've oh ever goodness. felt that way, I need you. <laughs> I need you to DM us on one of our social medias for this. Please. Please. Don't um, leave me hanging. I won't out you. I just need to know. Actually, please please leave him hanging just so I can make fun of him. Oh, Thanks, guys. Man. Uh, no, um, I, I definitely feel that. I, I feel like I... On one hand, I would be just like you as I don't think I will ever comfortably go shirtless on one hand. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, I'm going to be like, once I am legally allowed to not wear a shirt in public, I'm never putting a shirt on again. It's hard <laughs> for me to put on clothes to go outside as it is. So I think once it's like sus- like acceptable with society, I don't think I'll ever put clothes on again. See, I think that's my issue because, well, part of my issue, I have a lot of issues. Um, because <laughs> you I... got that right. I, fuck you. I like 
winter and fall because I can wear all of the layers. Yes. Meaning two. I can wear two layers without dying. No, um, three. Binder, shirt, jacket. Yeah, three. And so, and like shorts. But <laughs> Wait, you're not Donald Duck in it? No. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't want anyone to see any part of my body ever because it's more ch- like chest dysphoria is definitely number one on the list but body dysphoria and bottom dysphoria are also like up there right and I don't want anyone to see any of that because I don't want any of that <laughs> so something that I for me Before I started transitioning medically with testosterone, the biggest things for me were my chest, as we have just discussed, Mm -hmm. and my voice. Mm -hmm. I very, I very, very much disliked my voice because, like, it, it was very drastically different. Even from the beginning of this episode, of this podcast, where I was, like, what, three months? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's drastic change from even then. Right. So you can imagine what it was at at first. And, and that was really hard for me. It was really hard going, presenting as masculinely as I could and going through drive throughs and going in public and getting called ma'am and the female pronouns. And it was just hard. And so those were the two biggest things because I cut my hair back when I was in high school mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have the words to say dysphoria at that point, right. but I always hated my hair. Right. So I had cut that pretty, pretty early on. So I didn't have a lot of dysphoria about like the length of my hair or anything like that because that wasn't what was getting me misgendered. And to me, I connected that solely on the silhouette of how my body looked and the voice that came out of my mouth. Right. Um, Something that I think that is interesting as starting testosterone that I have kind of started unpacking but is really hard because I don't like coming to terms with my own self (laughs) is that... (laughs) (laughs) Is that since starting testosterone, you do get bottom growth... Mm -hmm. And that has actually caused me a lot more bottom dysphoria. Right. Whereas I didn't have bottom dysphoria before starting testosterone. Now that my body is aligning more towards what I find comfortable, I, I'm getting a little bit more uncomfortable with the things that I associate with feminine. Right. So that is something that is really hard to unpack. Because I didn't have that before. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, my fiancé is the only person who sees my genitalia, so what does it matter? Mm-hmm. And, like, while well, on one hand, I still totally feel that. Like, and I don't feel dysphoric on the level of I need surgery now. Because, as we have talked about, the surgery for um, trans men is not the greatest as yeah. of yet. Yeah. So, it is by no means to that point. But... It's definitely hard. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that is hard to come to terms with, especially with having a partner, like being sexually active, any number of things. Yeah. See, it's easy for me because I don't have sex with anyone, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, like, <laughs> I, 
I, like, I just don't let anyone see anything ever at all. <laughs> it's easy for me because you suck. <laughs> Absolutely not what I said. It was really more of a joke on me about being forever being, alone. Yeah. Yes, yes. Being alone forever is my. It should be in my bio. We've offered, man. <laughs> <laughs> She right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> he was blushing. Uh-huh. He got embarrassed. No, that's I just, cute. I'm embarrassed. I just don't know. I'm at a loss for words. It's just difficult to do. Aw, you're so cute. What do you want me to say to that? Say fuck yeah. I was trying to make a joke about myself, and then I... It, it backfired. <laughs> and then it escalated. Yes. Way too quickly, it got taken from your hands. Yes. Um, Have you met either of us? <laughs> no, I... It, I broke my dad's finger one time oh, because yeah, he touched my foot. Um, so, what other areas do you find us work, if any? Um, I think I have really tapped into how men interact in public. How cis men interact in public. Have you? I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> well, they just act really dumb. And, like, I'm pretty sure they all... Like feel like their dick is out all the time. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's that's hateful. I is it this BDE energy where it's just out swinging? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like my my um, pretend dick is just out all the time now. Because so before I would be I was I felt like I was very timid and very quiet when I went out and I was very like oh, thank you, sorry, excuse me, whatever. And now I'm just like, move, bitch. Well, that's because women are taught to take as... Sorry. Rude ass. (laughs) I apologize, guys. Um, Men are taught to... Like, women are taught to take up as little space as possible. Right. And, And just even in the way that men sit... You can see that men are taught to take up as much space as possible. And right. thrust their penis forward. <laughs> yes. Um, In every situation, the penis comes first. Yes, absolutely. It's absurd. It is. And then, so, about it. so I've been, I've been not, I don't want to say studying because that's creepy, but I've been Observing. trying to understand yes. how cis men operate and how I can better pass in public uh, just walking through Walmart or any store, any place ever, ordering food for that matter. I've I've been watching, especially at my work, I've been watching how men order compared to how cis women order. And it is very different. Is it really? How? It's very different. Men are, like you said, they take up more room. They're more demanding. They're more vocal. They're more hateful even. But see, to me, that's just rude. <laughs> it is rude. I don't want to be like that. I'm just saying, the I was trying to... What you're looking for is entitled yes very much so and i don't ever want to come across as entitled because i don't ever want to be a victim of toxic masculinity i've been trying to find a balance where like i can go in public and i can uh for lack of a better term mimic what cis men do without actually being a dick right um and that's a very thin line and it's very fragile for their masculinity and also for my dysphoria, because right. there there's a very 
small window of opportunity there to act like a decent gentleman dude yeah. in public without being like, oh, you're a faggot because you're acting right this way or you know what that like I don't care. You call me a faggot. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. My thing is just to not be called like being called ma'am or whatever other term any other feminine term at all ever (laughs) that was always has always been and will always be the biggest trigger yeah um even i can remember back as young as like middle school i remember not ever wanting to be called ma'am or lady or darling or any of those other bullshit endearing terms um Feminine, feminine endearing terms. Okay, I, I hate endearing terms at all. Like, the only person who should use endearing terms to me is my fiancé. Right. Little, little side fucking rant. Please do not use, like, sweetheart or honey or fucking anything. Like, you don't fucking know me. Don't use, like, fucking terms of endearment. I am sorry, but it happens a lot in, like... <laughs> we live in the south we live in the south and it happens a lot like and i and i get that it's like polite or like whatever and, and you do it to everybody don't do it to me like fucking stop i just don't use i don't use any terms at all i don't use gender terms or if i'm trying to get someone's attention i'm usually just really loud like if i'm taking someone's order i'm like i can help you down here and i like wave my hand at them to get their attention or whatever um, rarely ever use sir, rarely ever use ma'am, never ever use any terms of endearment, especially if they're gendered. I'm very intentional about my language to yeah. people I don't know now that I've been through all of this and I see how much it sucks. Toxic and harmful those yeah. terms were for me even even before I knew I was trans. Yeah. So and that's it's love. It has no gender. Love that's has true. no gender. I call everybody, hey love, how are you love? It has no gender. <laughs> but if the person who is taking my order says love, God help me. <laughs> because I will jump over that counter and rub your face off. <laughs> but Not actually, but... <laughs> right. But I would rather be called that than be called ma'am. Yeah. And even though, um, I don't know. So that, that so that's probably my one of my biggest things that are at the forefront of my mind constantly um so what I, and i would love to have somebody who was male to female here talking about dysphoria as well because i think that that would be a really interesting perspective that we just don't have mm-hmm. um but do you have any advice for any listeners who might be experiencing dysphoria um i th- i think talking it talking about it because dysphoria is a bitch like she'll come around and she'll be like i'm saying she i'm you know what i mean yeah it'll come around and it will be um it'll make you feel really bad about yourself and then you feel embarrassed by that and you don't want to talk about it right there are people who will listen whether it's people you know people you don't know whatever the case may be absolutely people will always listen and even if it's some like even if it's us or uh, another podcasting people or another anything like anyone on social media who is out and they talk regularly about their transition 
or things like that. There's always somebody out there who will listen. Well, and and something that I think that people need to know is one dysphoria is not an ever constant. It fluctuates. Sure. You can have different waves of today. I feel hella dysphoric. I don't want to leave the bed. I don't want to like see myself. I don't want to do anything. Right. And then you'll have other days where you're like, I'm not even wearing my binder and I feel fucking bomb. And like both of those, I know that that never happens to you. Don't make that face. <laughs> I was just trying to give an example. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, yes. But, like, both of those are valid. And just because one day your dysphoria disappears doesn't make you any less valid for questioning or identifying as trans or anything like that. Um, Just, like, gender euphoria is totally a thing. Which kind of goes hand in hand with dysphoria. And that's kind of what helps me come out. Is not the dysphoria, but the euphoria. Of, during college, when I was got my first binder and was presenting more masculinely and would quote accidentally get called sir Mm -hmm. um through the drive-thru or or going to concerts or whatever like i didn't know why i fucking loved it so much um but like it was the best feeling in the world and i wanted it to happen more often but i didn't know how to make it happen more often right well we have arrived (laughs) hello (laughs) Um, I think that, like, like dysphoria sucks, mm-hmm. but it, it's not going to be in your life forever. Or even if it is, it or yeah, there are peaks and valleys with it. Yes, um, and there are also times where it's just kind of a neutral zone. Yeah, where you're like you're not really feeling yourself, but you're also not not feeling yourself. Right. Um, That's kind of where I'm at most of the time. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, meh, I'm a human. I have to go out in public and function yeah. like a human. So. Um, so, you know, for for people who are assigned female at birth, who do get any type of dysphoria, you know, like, do your research. Mm-hmm. Like, look up things to ease your dysphoria. But please be safe about it. Like, get a binder. Like, a proper binder, a pro- not like an ace bandage. Please do not tape. use ace bandage. Please, please, please. Because it is so damaging. So just make sure that whatever you use to help ease your dysphoria, like, please do it safely. Yep. Um, I would say the the thing that would help, would help me the most looking back on my transition is, one, talking to people sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Same. Because one, they will always love you, um, and if they don't, then they don't deserve to be in your life. But like the people who loved me, like talking to them sooner, but also asking those hard questions of, "Hey, like I'm feeling a little dis, like extra dysphoric today. Can you just use extra pronouns? Like, like what is the word?" Um. I don't know. But, like, affirming yeah. um, pronouns with, and, yeah. and like, terminology and stuff like that. Um, I don't necessarily ask to do that. But when I am having, like, really bad dysphoric days, usually I'm with Joey or Macy or somebody like that. And I'm like, and they can tell because I've taken a deep dive in my attitude with them. Where I'm not being hateful necessarily, but I've gotten really quiet. Right. And I kind of disassociate from You get the really situation. into you. And, yeah. 
And um, so, and they'll kind of like snap me out of it and they'll be like, hey, are you okay? Like, did I say something? Or like, are you upset? Or like, what's wrong or whatever? And I'm usually, I'm just like, I just feel really dysphoric. Like I want to rip my titties off and throw them into the yeah. black sea. And usually they're... <laughs> And I try to joke about it. And That's so for me, like, comedic relief is, yeah, because it's black. Um, <laughs> like our souls. Yes. Uh, but for me, comedic relief is a big thing. So, like, I, a lot of times, will just go on Instagram, and I follow so many Instagram, um, trans Instagram accounts that... They post memes and they post things like that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's funny. Dysphoria. Fuck you, bitch. We'll see. Um, and and like on that. the flip side, sometimes if I'm feeling extra dysphoric, I can't go on social media. Yeah. Because I'll get too into my head and be like, I wish that was me. Like, yeah. why couldn't that just be me right now? Like, why couldn't I have top surgery? Why couldn't... And before I started testosterone, why couldn't I start to eat? And, like, all of that thing. So, like, you have to, like, know yourself and know right. the situation that you're in. And it's hard and it sucks. But, you know, trust yourself and trust other people to help draw those boundaries and say, oh, well, maybe this isn't okay right now. <laughs> well, and, like, when I'm with other people and I'm starting to feel that way or I disassociate from the situation... The biggest thing for me is to joke about it. And that's why I say inappropriate jokes to inappropriate times because I feel hella awkward in that situation. Right. And I don't know what else to do because I'm not a normal human who can properly process emotions. So I joke about it. Right. And that usually helps me kind of, sort of, get away from it momentarily just so I can navigate a little bit better, I guess. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of tools out there right now. Yeah. Um, if you don't have access to testosterone yet, like work on like looking up videos about how to lower your voice, Mm -hmm. um, or raise your voice depending on what side you're on. Um, packing, Mm -hmm. binding, tucking, whatever. Oh my gosh. I was reading, this is really bad for me to do. It's really bad for my brain. But I was reading, like, um, trans fails, I Oh, guess, no. Where, like, dudes, packers have fallen out and rolled into I the stall next them. to them. I love them. I love them so much. <laughs> and things like that. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm never going into public again. Okay. But this is also fucking hilarious. The best one that I've seen was this cute little kid... Uh, I say little kid. He's not a little kid, uh, but in, in my in my head, cute little kid right. who was in high school and who was trans, like packing testosterone, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he ended up walking down the hall, and like something happened, something went wrong, and he felt that something went wrong. Um, and his packer fell out of his pant leg. Oh. Oh, no. Right as a teacher <laughs> had had come, and they like stop and look at each other, and the teacher just goes, "Man, don't you hate it when that happens?" and just walks away. Oh my god! And you're just like, "The fuck!" <laughs> and I was like, so sweet. "I was like, is, that yeah. teacher's bomb is fuck." Right. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't imagine. I could not imagine. Because, I mean, high school is mortifying enough. I could you imagine your packer falling out? Mortified. Oh, God. 
But I was reading stuff like that the other day, and I was like, I'm never going to public again. Oh my god, this is the end of my life. And and then I came back to reality and was like, okay, even if it happens, just like pick your dick up and stick it in your pocket. Move on. And clean it off mess. later. It'll be fine. And hope to God no one was watching. Right. And it, even if they were, like, see, and that's where my logical side of my brain kicks in. Because then I'm like, even if they do see it, uh, they're probably going to be way, way too embarrassed. To say anything. To actually say anything. Well, and, and even on and top of do, that. Ready to fight, bitch. Like, let's go. Well, and even on top of that, like, if you're at Walmart or something, what is the likelihood, in all actuality, that you will ever see that motherfucker again? Right. Like, slim to none. Right. So just pick a dick up. <laughs> and move and on. Keep on. We we live in a large place, so like you'll see that same person again. Just slim, slim, yeah. Um, Speaking of dicks, by the way, I got a strap on, and I also got a dinosaur suit, one of those inflatable ones, uh-huh. and I definitely put the strap on on top of the dinosaur suit, which was just great. It was great. It was probably the best moment of my life. All right, we're gonna subtract the dinosaur suit for a second. Okay. What did you think? Did Do you feel better with the idea of going into a sexual situation? Because I wouldn't say going into a sexual situation because, you know, forever alone. Yeah. yeah but... Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> but with also, the idea... you've just effectively eliminated most chances of, <laughs> of a sexual life. You don't know. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're, right. <laughs> you're so bad. <laughs> Please let us know first. Yes. <laughs> or just pop in with my dinosaur suit and my shop on. Hey. I I hope like the Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah. But the strap hand oh, has to be on outside. Oh, no. But I I need you to find someone. I need you to fall in love with somebody who has a dinosaur kink, so you can wear the dinosaur suit on. With the strap on on the outside. I'm sorry. Honey, you can't handle skin on skin. You think he can handle dinosaur suit and sexy <laughs> But also, like, do you know the chances of someone who is willing to date a trans dude with a son who has a dinosaur fetish and also wouldn't mind having a strap on as part of the situation literally once in a lifetime? I think the strap on is the least. It's like at the very bottom. Right. There's a whole lot of baggage. There's a whole lot of bigger suitcases before that little. Anyway, getting back to the point, (laughs) steering back. Do like how do you feel with it? I literally walk up. Well, before I moved, I would just walk around with it on. Like really, it's really comfortable. Yeah, way more comfortable than I thought it was. Because you didn't necessarily like your packer. Right. No, I didn't. It's probably too close to my body. If that makes sense. So, let me explain. Because you look Confused. like you just walked <laughs> Had into a stroke. Like a, yes. <laughs> he looks good. You just walked, looked like you walked into like a room full of dicks. And you were just like, I don't know what to do right oh now. Oh my god, I would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, now I know where I'm taking you to Halloween. Instead of a horror house, I'm just going to take you to a house where there are dicks everywhere. Well, don't they have one of those? I don't know where those? to find that, but I will find don't it. Don't they have a dildo museum? Probably. No, I'm pretty sure they do. 
I would not be surprised at all. It's the United States of America. They have museums for everything that's true <laughs> they have a ramen museum i'm sure they have a dildo museum probably so but anyway let me explain the too close to my skin thing so my packer is it sits on connected to you yes yes and i don't like that that's not I don't, why I want it, I, because then it reminds me that it's there and then it reminds me that it's actually not there um and okay I, I feel that and also, when I pull my pants down, it literally flops out onto the floor every single time. <laughs> <laughs> it unfolds. <laughs> single, I can even like hold on to it, and it still pops open and like like a spring out of my pants. I just, I'm just imagining you in a stall. <laughs> <laughs> and you like trying desperately to catch it and then it falling on the floor and going oh fuck and the dude next to you is like oh man it's alright and like kicks it back <laughs> over like, to you roll the dildo through the urine back to me yes absolutely <laughs> so good and I say that because men's restrooms are disgusting they're so bad they're so bad um but anyway so um Again, back to the point. <laughs> yes. You turn. Uh, we are severely ADD, and I apologize. But it, we are sidebar nation. <laughs> yes. And it we is also 10 podcast. o'clock at night, right. so we're a little tired. <laughs> because of Joey's alarm woke me up at 8.30 this morning. Didn't wake me up. The, the power going out woke me up. It's Fuck you guys. Time. Anyway. Um, so I like the strap on because there is that layer of leather, basically, that's that's in between it, um, that helps. And also the strap on can go over the underwear, which is the only way I've worn it because I haven't actually used it yet. Um, or ever, (laughs) 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 okay, I can tell you things that's way too funny. <laughs> Dolly is literally crying right now. Her face she, is red. She cannot breathe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, but in fairness, it's like four weeks old. I got it three days before. Vacation. In fairness, it wouldn't matter if it was four weeks or four years. It still <laughs> wouldn't be used. Okay, true, but it's still new. <laughs> anyway, it'd be new in four years. Rude as. <laughs> Like new, I guess. Like new. And be four years old. <laughs> Unused. Like new. So you just walk around with that thing that dudes do where you just... Like helicopter. Like helicopter. It's... We're not going to talk about the size, but yes. It's a thing that happens. Anyway, so I can wear this... I can wear this over my underwear. <laughs> Hello, can we talk about this? <laughs> We're supposed to be mature. And I, I am sweating so much. I'm sorry. Who told you we were mature? <laughs> Nobody agreed to this. Up to this point, we have been able to discuss topics like this very maturely until you I, guys found out I get a strap on and you're like <laughs> I think that it has nothing to do with a strap on I think it has to do with the welder of the strap on <laughs> anyway it's like if you told me you got a samurai sword 
We're all just sleeping. It's too hot. Okay, so dysphoria. Do you think? Do you think that it helps? Yes. That's very interesting yes. because, like, especially because I consider myself a top sexually anyway. I always have been, and I'm not. Shocking. I was telling the listeners, fuck off. <laughs> um, I think they could have guessed that by now. <laughs> They've listened to all the episodes. <laughs> nah, it's very unobvious that I'm a... You're a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, my dom has to finish that sentence for oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, cut that all out. <laughs> um... We should probably put a warning on this episode. <laughs> or we can Explicit just... Explicit content. Or we can just heavily edit this ending. Oh, um, that's explicit. We curse a lot. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, no, because, like, something that, for me, I've noticed is that in the last probably two months, because while my sex drive has increased just with testosterone and what have you I think that my desire to be sexually intimate has been a little bit shaky (laughs) do the fuck up I don't need your input (laughs) my input is the sexy (laughs) well Um, I didn't mean to start a fight (laughs) I apologize just with the fact that like Sexually, I feel very uncomfortable. Right. Um, which is weird. It's because, weird, but also it's very common, and you have to give yourself a little bit of a Yes, break. but, like, as the submissive one, or the more submissive one, right. it's it's weird, because I didn't think that that was going to change once I started testosterone. I just think, maybe weird, like, interesting, I guess is more of a correct word, and hard to deal with. That's fair. Um, so trying to find a way to combat that is going to be very interesting. And the aggressiveness. The aggressiveness is a problem. Sorry. So the, (laughs) so do you think that maybe the aggressiveness in your emotional state and the difficulty in your newfound sex drive is, do do you think they go hand in hand? Yes. I don't necessarily think one causes the other. Right. But they're connected. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Because your brain is being stimulated in other ways right now that it probably isn't used to yet. Right. That makes sense. So it's very interesting because, like, I don't know if if a, a packer would necessarily be necessary because it's not all of the time that I'm like, oh, well, now I feel very uncomfortable. Right. But I'm also haven't had the greatest experience with strap ons. Mm-hmm. So So I think that I think the issue is more Yeah. <laughs> so I think that I'm a little bit hesitant to see if that would help. And I'm also very skeptical because that's just who I am. Right. Yeah. I live in skepticism. That's true. 
But I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to give yourself a little bit of a break. Like, you are still going through major changes. Oh, absolutely. You haven't even been on T for a year yet. Yeah. Um, you and I both have had really traumatic childhoods slash adolescence times um, with our parents, where like these things weren't even okay. Like it was taboo to even say the word sex at one point. Right. So there's a lot. Of things happening in your brain. Yeah. And things that are uncontrollable at this point. Absolutely. Um, and so there's, there's a, there should be a little bit of window of grace. You, you give yourself. Oh, because absolutely. Because I know, I know Dolly enough to know that she is also graceful. Yes. Towards you. And she's been nothing but understanding. And that's, that, I think that would be something that I would also suggest to people who deal with dysphoria and are possibly going through the changes and things like that with a partner or even without a partner are that you have to be with somebody who is going to give you grace. Yes. Uh, well, and it's really, it's really, really interesting going through, <clears throat> going through taking testosterone and, and medically transitioning with, someone else and I am by no means complaining I know how grateful I am because I know that a lot of partners leave when they find out that the person that they love is trans Mm -hmm. so I am very very grateful but it's also very interesting where she has pointed out when I get a little carried away of like I'm like yes I am the one medically transitioning but I'm not the only person going through the transition right and it that's easy to forget right because going through testosterone is really overwhelming right yeah absolutely but you know like as much grace as she has on me like I have to have the same for her because you know while we joke around and say, oh, she didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Right. Absolutely. She chose to stay on board. Yeah. Which I'm ever grateful for. But that's not what she got into at first. And she chooses daily. And she chooses board. daily. Yeah. And, and I think that that's really important. And Agreed. And so if you are trans and if you are going through medically transitioning with a partner, make sure to show your partner some love because and also give them grace and give them grace because it's don't don't take for granted what you have because it might not always be there right Um, they can choose to leave at any time yeah and also you can choose to leave at any time absolutely as hard as that might be (laughs) yeah right i mean i know like and not just you but like people in general like that um there might be things as long as they're Ultimately, they're affirming and they're trustworthy and they're graceful and things like that with you. Um, staying with them should be the same. Like you should give the, give back those same things, or maybe not the same. Maybe they don't need those things. Maybe they need something else. Right. But ultimately, um, if they can understand your dysphoria and you can understand that they're also dealing with how to navigate your dysphoria. Yeah. Um, then if you like communication is probably the biggest thing like hey this is a hard line like a hard no this is uh yeah and and i think that it's really important like yes communication is key 
it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, please do not for a second think that we're saying, oh, just communicate. It's as easy as one, two, three. It's It's not. The fact that I am having this conversation, even with my best friend, Mm -hmm. I know that this is on a podcast. Right. (laughs) And And it makes me feel very uncomfortable being this vulnerable. Right. Same. So you need to be even more vulnerable with a partner, no matter how hard it is. Because at the end of the day, hopefully they want your best at heart. Right. <clears throat> and if they don't, fucking leave them. Yes. Um, or have a very uh, interesting therapy session. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but no, so I think that partners can help ease dysphoria just as much as objects or, or activities can. Um, but, and dysphoria can change. Like we have very clearly talked about. Yeah, definitely. And it sucks. It does. It's the worst. And someone dealing with like dysphoria, um, dysphoria led depression. Yes. Uh, is probably... Just as, or worse off mentally, in that in the in the peak of dysphoria, because the peak of dysphoria means the valley of depression, right? And so those things are really really difficult to navigate. And I've I've gotten to a point where it's not at like the peaks aren't as high and the valleys aren't as low. The testosterone has absolutely leveled those two things out a lot more. Same, but they're still. There's still, still peaks there. and valleys. Yeah. Like, they might not be as extreme, but they're still there, and they still suck. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've noticed, even with, like, my anxiety and depression have gotten significantly better. I wouldn't... Like, it is by no means disappeared. Right. But I feel so much more comfortable going out in public spaces because I feel like I actually am seen mm-hmm. instead of playing this weird part. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and never forget that dysphoria can be triggered by anything. Yep. At any time. When I go out in public, I'm less worried about myself and the dysphoria and more worried about just how dumb people really are. Yeah. Which is what it boils down to. Yeah. (laughs) But like, like something that I think is important is like, let's say you and your partner are being sexual. And that triggers some type of dysphoria and like they can't do it anymore. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like realize that that's not your fault though. Right, right, right. Either the person who has the dysphoria or the person who is being the partner. Like it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. It just is a situation that fucking sucks. As somebody who's gone through that situation more times than I can count, it just fucking sucks. Right. That's, when the grace periods come in. Yeah. That's that's where that grace comes from. Not right. just in sexual yeah. situations, but... I'm tired of this bummer. Yeah. Let's talk about yikes moments. <sighs> you got any? I don't have any because I haven't been out of my house in the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> that that's is my yikes moment. to avoid them. <laughs> so just not go out. My it. yikes moment is that since school has ended, I have monumentally stopped taking care of myself and have turned into a a sea slug. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, 
At least I'm cute. <laughs> yeah, you got that going for you. We met a little, uh, we met a trans guy at my work. Yeah, for real. Cute trans guys, cute trans people, cute non-binary people, cute trans women, cute anybody, queers, make my life. I was hanging around, I could saw these work, and this cutie came in. So you did leave. Yes. Um, and this cutie came in with the dopest hair. Um, and they, like, got their stuff, and they came up to the, to the, uh, counter. counter. Thank you, words are hard. Um, and they were like, and, and Zali does her little spiel of, like, oh, right, I need to get your, your page pulled up so I can do the stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they like gave the phone number and then like confirming the name. It was like really uncomfortable and like, Feel that. and like they were so cute and like Sally was so understanding and Sally was like, no, it's all right. Like we can just, you give me your number. We'll change their name on your account and then it'll be all good. Like I totally get it. Like my fiance is trans and so like I totally get it and like they were so happy and so Aww, cute and it was awesome. adorable that's cute so shout out to you to the trans person at the store that we can't name on air <laughs> to, to the store that I very conveniently tried to work around <laughs> um yeah I don't know I don't I don't know if I do oh so it's not really a yikes moment. It was just more of like a really proud moment for me as a parent. Uh, we were at Schlitterbahn in Galveston, and there were changing rooms by the bathrooms. Yes. But all of the changing rooms had the little like girl with the dress emblem. And I, th- I couldn't read it and I had my glasses on, but I think it said women only because there were only like that image. Right. Um, and so I told Bentley, I was like, that's fine. We can just go to the bathroom. And while we were walking by with like 30 people standing out there waiting for the changing rooms, we walked into the bathroom to go change into some dry clothes. And he goes, why do the changing rooms have to be gendered? I can see their legs. Why does it matter if it's a guy or girl in there? It's just one person going in. Mind you, this child is seven. What a freaking cutie. He's seven, and he said that out loud in front of all these people, and I was like, oh, I'll just go in the bathroom. It doesn't matter. Just go. Oh, no, But don't. at the same time, like, I shouldn't have, I know, I shouldn't have felt that way, but I was, like, already kind of in the, like, the, the going little up dysphoria. the hill of dysphoria, yeah. and I was, um, and I, I should have taken the opportunity to be like, you're right. You're, I'm sorry. People suck. Um... <laughs> But I, I did say that, but we got in the bathroom, we were the only ones in there, and he won't leave a question alone. He doesn't, he's not the kind of person that just takes, like, I don't know, I for, don't an know for an answer. He needs a genuine response. Well, he's such an intellectual kid. He's that... going to march up to the office of the of Slitterbahn and demand to have the changing rooms changed. Like, <laughs> that's just the person he is. And He's so cute. I mean, he would probably do that if I allowed him to. <laughs> and... And so once we got in the bathroom, I kind of was just like, um, 
there are probably men's changing rooms somewhere around here, but I don't know where they are, so it's easier for us to just come in here and change real fast. And he was like, I still think it's dumb. And I was like, not everyone is happy as with... As amazing or, as you are. <laughs> you're right. Absolutely. Not everyone, uh, especially businesses, have caught up to how things really should work a little bit more um, inclusively, if you will, uh, for people who are trans or whatever. And he was he was a little bit more okay with that answer, but he still was just like, this is dumb. They're dumb. I don't want to come back here until they have their changing rooms changed. That's freaking adorable, though. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's just gotten to that point. Also, his cousin came out as trans not just to me but to the whole family on on the other side of the family i do believe that you told me that and that is awesome yeah because it was a very sudden like oh (laughs) yeah because she came she came out to me before she came out to anyone else and now she has my number and so she talks to me about stuff all the time that's awesome and yeah did you shamelessly promote our podcast i did mention it a time or three (laughs) very good very proud of you (laughs) Um, no, I think that, I think that he is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, all of these people who are like, how will I explain homosexuality to children? (laughs) They fucking blow my mind. It's simple. Because, because kids are... I saw a post the other day and it was like, I had the horror of explaining homosexuality to my child the other day and then it was just like uh my child asked me uh why uncle dave was always hanging out with his friend steve and i just said because they love each other and it was easy like that and i was like damn (laughs) it's true though well my thing is is like children are the future of this nation right whether they are 15 whether they are seven and when they are younger is the perfect time to explain, hey, this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, racism isn't okay. I have had the unfortunate time now to start explaining racism to Bentley. And it sucks to break his little, his little bitty all-inclusive heart because because kids don't see color right because i mean and he went to a predominantly black school and he's very not black uh (laughs) and he had to find out the hard way what racism is and not obviously and as a white person he will always have more of a privilege which is unfortunate but i've had to explain that to him too but yeah but my thing is is that age is the perfect time to explain. Mm-hmm. Hey, this isn't okay. Racism isn't okay. Um, homophobia isn't okay. Transphobia right. isn't okay. Feminism is the way to go. Like, just treat everyone fucking decent. Right. Everybody is their own self. That's another thing he does, too, where he's just like, well, how come people don't like gay people? Doesn't Jesus say to love one another? Like, that's that's his mindset. That's what exact, he does. And that, that's how it should be. Like, that's what the Bible's talking about when it says childlike mindset. 
Yeah. So, sorry to get all biblical, but... But you're right. Yeah. And, like, I've, I've been exposed to a lot of, like, the whole biblical aspect of homosexuality in the last couple of weeks. And I just get so pissed off at how the... Modern world... Words are hard. Um, at how the modern world has taken something that was meant to be helpful and meant to be pure and meant to to be a loose guideline mm-hmm. and taken it to this fucking extreme hateful terribleness. If you're using religion to hate, you're using it incorrectly. Absolutely. Or to exclude other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I get so upset, though. Like, I will go on another rant if you let me. So, we should just wrap it up. <laughs> any other X moments? We didn't really name any X moments. We just named, like, happy moments. But, Anti-yikes I guess that's okay. Anti-yikes moments. Anti-yikes moments. Uh, I don't think I have any that I can think of right now. Nothing I fun has happened at work. Down. No. Um, I ha- so we had these regulars who came in and they were talking about the old boss and then they asked what happened <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, see, I'm sure you've probably noticed the changes, but I'm trans and he refused to call me Brandon and he was discriminating and it was a whole big thing and <laughs> this guy is a police officer and police officers are notoriously anti-trans yeah and he just kind of like stopped talking stopped saying anything really he didn't know what to say you can't tell me you cannot tell me you don't know i had a full like as full of a beard as i can have right now i had that i hadn't shaved yet and because i had just gotten back from vacation and he didn't really say anything he was just like oh yeah that makes sense um and then he kind of just like looked over at his wife and she was looking at him and then all the, his kids were standing right there too. And it was just, it was really awkward. That is really awkward. But at the same time, they, up until that point, pretty much had been either dead naming me or just not calling me by my name at all. They were just like, hey, finger guns. Like, so. The most white thing he can do. Right. <laughs> um... So it was just, it was really, really awkward, and I was like, hmm, maybe I fucked up. But at the same time, like, I don't really care. I don't think that you did. I think that if they had the audacity to ask, they deserve the answer. Right. And also, I want to normalize trans people functioning as... Regular fucking human beings. Regular normal people in society. And so ultimately, no matter how uncomfortable it is for me or how frustrating that situation might be, I understand that I'm the first trans person, knowing out trans person, that That, people come across. Right. And I want people to associate trans people with normalities. Yeah. And they've known me for four years now, and you can't tell me that me being trans because I've been here the whole time. Yeah. And I've been me the whole time. And the only thing that's changed is my facial hair and my voice. And so... And like, well, yeah. But my personality hasn't changed no. at all. 
and I told him that I go by Brandon now. I did not give him an option. I said, my name is Brandon. He did not call me Brandon. This is what happened. It was the straw that broke the camel's back amongst all the, all the other shit that he did. Right. And so, um, but ultimately, I said that in a manner in which he didn't have a choice but to accept it. Yeah. And knowing that he's a police officer, knowing he's a police officer for a smaller community, more rural, if you will, uh, it was maybe eye-opening for him or maybe we just lost some regular customers. I don't know. We'll see. You also have to think about the area. It's a pretty, like, rich, like... Uppity, entitled, uppity, white, white area. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I mostly deals with other people that are very much like himself. Right. Um, I, I think that it's important to normalize it. I think that that's great. Um, and you are definitely more in that situation where you can do that versus me who deals with the same people over and over again. Um, my, I, I guess I kind of have a yikes-ish. I think for the last probably handful of times that I have seen my family, they have asked me if I was getting sick Mm -hmm. because my voice sounds different. Right. Um, but this last week I had to see them and, uh, not a word was said, which I think is interesting. Um, also, uh, you mentioned your little proud moment. Um, my, I have a little brother and he is very much like picture a young redneck done. And and every guest who walks in my store and that's him. Um, like to the point of like, he owns a horse, he has a truck, like, like, but he's not like the fake redneck who's like, oh, I'm so redneck. Like he literally is just like redneck. redneck. Yeah. Um, and not in like a bad way, but just like, that's just just how he is. He's just like, I can't hang out because I'm going fishing with the boys. Yeah. (laughs) And we're like, cool. Uh, maybe next weekend. (laughs) Um, and he is the only person in my family who knows that I am trans. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't like affirm Uh that, Mm -hmm. but, but he knows. So while he's like, oh, you're masculine, but he still says sister. And still dead names me. But in his own way, he's working towards acceptance in a way that he can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's 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 the type of person, he's like, oh, well, I don't necessarily ex- uh, support that lifestyle, but, like, you're my sister and I love you, so it's fine. And I'm like, Ew. okay. <laughs> um, I hate that. And I'm lot. like, all right, there's a lot to unpack there, but... We can work with that for now, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm like, he's your brother and we love him, right? <laughs> um, well, Because otherwise I got some words. <laughs> right. And, and in Same. all honesty, as problematic as that is, that is such a step forward for him. Right. So, like, well, as we, who are very open-minded, see it as problematic, like, I have nothing but grace for him because... This is not his normal 
scene. (laughs) Um, And I had low-key invited him to a friend gathering with, like, you and Joey and Bex. And and he ended up not being able to go. He got caught up. But I was like, ooh, that'll be an interesting situation. I was going to say, can you imagine? (laughs) Um, I'm used to uncomfortability at this point like uncomfortability is my comfortable we just like put on our lab coats and like our glasses and we were ready to take notes (laughs) um except it would have been uncomfortable for us because it would have just been our our normal yeah right but it would have been hella uncomfortable for him which would have been really interesting anyway um so so while yes it's problematic he's like i am giving him nothing but grace because he is the one person who, out of my family, I feel like will support me. Right. Um, in whatever that I do. And he's like, oh, yeah, you take testosterone. Like, like he is fully out said, like, oh, like, like just like, normally, like, oh, that's your medicine. Mm-hmm. Testosterone is your medicine. I have my medicine, you have yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but this last week, when I had to go see my family, um, we have to pray before every meal. And he he likes to do it because he likes to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that for him. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> um, also, you know that about yourself, so don't lie. <laughs> but um, this one was very interesting. Um, you like bless the meal and what have the you, and, yeah. and, and upon ending. He said, and thank you for letting us be ourselves in whoever we want to be. Wow. And please allow that to continue. And I was, like, fucking proud. See, and I just gave each other the eye. We were, like, raised eyebrows, like, oh, he does. (laughs) Like, I feel like he took a step into the wolf den for me. Mm -hmm. And, And I was super proud of him. Like, that is That's something awesome. that doesn't necessarily make him comfortable, but he loves me enough that he was like, nah, fuck that. Like, you be you. Cool. And I was, like, amazed because I thought it was really cool. I don't think anyone read that much into it as much as we did. Sure. We were, they're we all were just in there kind of... Because they all have their heads up their ass. Yeah. We were all just kind of like... And then he said that, and we just like... <laughs> That's really cool. Good for him. Yeah. That's great. Thanks, brother. Yeah. You're great. Sometimes. In your way. Not my brother. Uh, I often have have side conversations with him where I explain that using gay as like, you know. Derogatory. Yes. Where like, that like using That shirt makes you look so gay. Yeah. Instead of stupid or whatever. Like, okay. You know we're gay, right? Okay, cool. Gay is not a synonym for stupid. Yeah, like, the fact that we've had that conversation multiple times over the years, and we're still having it, is just sad. And just very sad. But yeah. So, I guess that's our anti-yikes moment. Anti-yikes moment for this week. Yes. Um, so thanks you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoy hearing <laughs> yeah um i really hope that you enjoyed this episode it well while we did joke around a little bit more it was simply because we were very vulnerable this episode <laughs> yes. um and comedic relief <laughs> yeah 
Um, so please feel free to hit us up on all the social media. Please if anyone out. feels like one of those little Lego pieces that you can remove the middle <laughs> section out, please DM me so I am not alone. <laughs> or just post a picture of a little. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, just slide into him DMs because forever alone. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking out for you. I'm a Lego piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking out for you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but but for real, please check us out on all the social media. Um, face uh, not Facebook, Instagram, no. Snapchat. You're not gonna find us on Facebook. Uh, Twitter. Um, you can happily follow us on our personal Instagrams. They are both followed by the Everqueer Instagram. But yeah. and, vice um, versa. and vice versa. But Brandon, yours is trans Brandon, and mine is Damian James, I believe. So wow, we're super original. <laughs> love our <laughs> love our handles; they're great. Everything was so taken. Yeah, Damian James one nine nine five. So please feel free to give us a follow. Um, we have our Gmail everqueerpod at gmail.com if you need support if you have any questions um if you need any help please feel free to contact us yes i because, concur because we would love to help you guys yes we would or even just be in ear yeah whatever you need we or in this case always. eyes because we would be reading it instead of hearing it but yeah we check all the things all the time. Yes. We're a little obsessive about it. And we are just shy from 300 downloads. So thanks, guys. Like, Download. y'all are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Please enter that uh, into our episode. No, but you guys are awesome. Um, I'm really glad that at least 300 of the episodes got downloaded by at least one person. Yeah. That's a lot of... <laughs> downloads for one person but i'm sure that it's more than one but i don't want to say 300 individual people downloaded an episode because that's a little like (laughs) big-headed okay on that note we're leaving goodbye bye